0: Hello. Welcome to The Daily Crown for Tuesday, May 28th, 2019. I'm Steve Tolton. So I hope you had a good long weekend. Uh, I know I did. I was very busy. So I took off yesterday from the podcast, but now I'm back. And tonight I want to talk a little bit about my first time at the TLA. Never been there before. That's the Theater of Living Arts, I believe it's called. It's in Philadelphia. It's a rather well-known music venue. And if you remember from a previous episode... Uh, I was going down there for a Jealousy Curve benefit for Michael Levy. Uh, Michael is a musician, Jealousy Curve, and he's diagnosed with cancer, and so this is a benefit to raise money for the expenses involved with that. Uh, I like to support these types of causes when I can, and uh, also it had an amazing lineup of musicians, including my friend John, who uh, was going to be performing that night. So that's why I wanted to go. Okay, so uh, I... uh, Last minute on Friday, though, I decided to. Uh, I decided that I don't want to like go down by myself. <laughs> so I, I recruited my friend Basil and we formed our very own JTP, which is the Jenkintown Posse. If you have watched the Goldbergs, you know what that reference means. If you have not, uh, I don't know, go watch the Goldbergs. It's a really funny show. Uh, anyway, so we formed our own little JTP. So our JTP for Friday night was Basil, myself, my friend Sarah, and uh, John. So. Although the four of us may have formed a JTP in spirit, we were never actually all four together at once. Uh, it was kind of like in the Fifth Element, where Bruce Willis's character and you know and the villain, like they never actually meet and and interact in the movie; they just kind of pass <laughs> each other. That was kind of us. Like Basil and I were, were together, and then I never saw my friend Sarah, who showed up separate from us, and I never never got a hold of her in the crowd. And then John was obviously performing, so I never got to to um to talk to him much. Uh, although I guess there was one point where the three of us were together. Where was Before before everything started, I uh, got to talk to John briefly. So we we ended up with three of the four people in JTP together. We never got all four of them. But next time, next time we shall have a full JTP. But anyway, it was good because Basil uh, also is uh, mutual friends uh, with, with John, and he's actually seen Jealousy Curve uh, perform before at the TLA. I think he said they performed with Ike a year or two ago, a couple years ago. Uh, something there, and so he uh, was really interested in going. Uh, and so we we took his car and we started driving down Broad Street from uh, from J Town. Uh, for some reason, Philadelphia decided that the way that they are going to repave roads is just to rip up the road for miles and miles at a time and leave it that way for weeks. So that was a rough drive, <laughs> rough drive there. But uh, we made it. I've never been to South Street before. Uh, that area of South Street, you know, driving down there. I've been to South Street before, but not in years. <clears throat> so we did not find parking. Ended up having to pay like 20 bucks to park in a lot, but whatever, it works out. <clears throat> um, uh, it's it's not one of those places that's as e- it's super easy to get to on public transit for me, though. I mean, it's not super hard, but you either have to walk quite a bit or you have to take an Uber, a Lyft, a taxi, or a bus. Uh, and, you know, not the best options. It's, it's a little, it takes a little while to get there by public transit, but that was what I was going to do until Basil wanted to go along, but it worked out 20 bucks is not so bad, especially with two people. So we went, we got there was the lot was right near the TLA. So we walked around the TLA. It's like, I don't know, like 30 minutes, 20 minutes, something before they start. And we go up and there's a line to get through the security, of course. So I get up to them and the security guard is like, Hey, he sees my camera bag. He's like, does it have a removable lens? and Of course, I could have lied, but I I don't lie. Just as a general rule, I don't lie. So I said, yes, it does. Um, And he said, oh, you you can't bring it in. I'm like, why not? Uh, Because I guess they have a policy for this. Now, this whole situation, they they didn't want me to go into camera. And this is, first of all, let me be clear, this is my fault, because I should have arranged this ahead of time. Because they they have a general policy and they like they said you can't bring a camera in with a removable lens. I don't know why a removable lens is the dif- differentiator, but because have you seen what like some of these uh, non-removable lens cameras can do? Like, <laughs> but anyway, because a removable lens that you say you can't bring in without like permission from the artist or something, which is completely understandable. And I failed to arrange that ahead of time because it never comes up. Like I've been to other places in Philly and. Nobody ever cares, at least when I'm—usually when I'm going to a show, it's, you know, people I know or something like that, or it's a it's like a small band that—it's uh, not like a national act or something where, it's, where obviously these rules would be, you know, enforced. So it's never been a problem before until now, and they gave me two choices. They said, you can take it back to your car, which, you know, I really didn't want to go and go back to the lot with uh, Basil and try to tell them to, you know, open up the car so I can put my expensive gear inside— and then give them the key back to the car. Not that I expect them to do anything because they're probably perfectly ethical people, but that's not a smart thing to do, <laughs> you know. So I'm not, I wasn't going to leave it in the car. And then the other option is I could put in their coat check, but they made sure to tell me that they were not liable for it. Ah, uh, so it's like that's terrible choices. I would have been okay just to like pinky swear that I won't take any photos. Just let me go in there because I don't want to miss the show. Uh, worst case scenario would have just done something else. Uh, been annoyed. And let Basil go in because I had the tickets on my phone. But I wasn't willing to give up, so I decided to be a little bit persistent about this. Uh, because I was there primarily, uh because John was is my friend and he is one of the guys on the headliner. That's how I know about the show. He's one of the singers so tonight I came to support the whole thing, but it came because of him. So I wanted to contact him, so we tried to contact him, but of course it started before the show, so it you know. You don't even know if people get messages, let alone be able to, have to come out there. So I, we did try to send him a message. And while waiting for that, I went up to the box office because security said, well, maybe they can tell you something. So I go to the box office and they say, well, I'm not on any list. They had literally no list of photographers because, again, like this is not a thing that probably anybody in the, or the show even thought about. So we're sitting there like they won't let me in there. I'm like, OK, can you try to get a hold of the manager or something or, you know, whoever the the tour manager, as I called them, who is who's running the event? Um, and while that was happening, uh, one of the band members comes up, and Basil knows him. So Basil's like, hey, man, you know, here's the thing, blah, blah, blah. Can't get in with the camera. So then he's like, oh, well, we'll take care of that. So he goes in, uh, and you know, something I'd never seen before. They w- He tried to go in through, like, one of the doors next to the box office, but not the one they were doing security in. And they wouldn't let him in. They're like, no, you gotta go through the other door. He's an artist with the show, with his badge. And they made him go through a security line. It was the weirdest thing. I've never seen that before. Why? Like, why would you why would you do that? Like like 20 minutes before the show starts, man. Don't like don't don't make it hard for the artist to get to the stage. Anyway, I don't know what that was about. Uh, I feel like there might have just been some kind of miscommunication or something. Or maybe this is how Live Nation venues are, and that sucks, because this is my first time with a Live Nation. i want to say everyone's very professional and and polite and everything no issue there i just feel like like a little bit like can we this is this is like a the tla it's not like it's not the most amazing (laughs) like building in the city or something like what like can we can we have a little bit of like common sense here anyway so eventually it got uh uh, it got handled someone uh, inside i think uh, whoever was managing the event was like just let anybody in with cameras told told them to let me in and i think i overheard him saying let, let anybody in with cameras it's fine uh they told me that i couldn't have stage access and i couldn't go in the pit that's fine i never assumed i could that's one of those things you always have to arrange for in advance so uh, we got in there and i'd never been to tla it's a big room it looks like they have uh and they have like a balcony that was closed off and on one and right in the back stage center and then they had one like what is a stage? Is a stage is stage left and stage right based on the audience or the or the performer? I, I can't remember. If I'm looking at the stage to my left, anyway, was a another like little balcony which actually had some people up there. I think they set it up as like a VIP room or something. I don't know because they only had general admission tickets for this, uh, uh the, the rest of us. They have a bar which I didn't go to as I wasn't drinking and it was crowded already. um But basil and I found like the one hole that had been left somehow like center stage right all the way up front at the pit. So that's pretty cool. Normally you don't want to be situated directly in the center of the stage when you're doing music photography. So here's a little tip for you. Uh, because artists who you know are professionals have what is called good mic technique. So they, you know, have the mic in front of their mouth and it looks like in a photo of them from like straight on, it looks like they're eating the mic, right? It's not a flattering photo. I try not to release photos that look like that if I get that kind of that kind of thing, unless there's some other like special reason why that photo would look good anyway. Because I don't think they look good. Most people don't think they look good. Um, and uh, so I try to avoid them. And so normally you want to be like just off to the side is where I like to be. But this time, this kind of worked out and because I was limited. I wasn't going to be able to move around during the performance because it was just going to be so crowded, and I was going to lose my spot and it was a really big stage. So this actually happened to be probably the best spot I could be in. They actually had some pro um, photographers there in the pit, like two of them going back and forth, and they ended up using the same spot I was in multiple times just from the pit area in front of me. So it looks like it was a pretty good shot, good, pretty good spot. I was able to get some angles, kind of limited by my the focal length of my lens, uh, but it worked out. So uh, we got up there. It was a uh when we came in John found us cuz he had gotten these messages and everything was cool so we had 3 of the 4 JTP together momentarily before we had to go and do his thing and we kind of just hunkered down up there front. there was a nice acoustic act at first um i'm sorry i don't know any of the names of the artists uh and i'm recording this late so i'm not going to go and try to look them up right now so i apologize if you're actually one of these artists listening to this uh i, I don't remember anybody's names it's like a ter- i have a terrible memory for names and faces It's awful so awful I, I should just do a whole podcast about how i cope with like partial face blindness it's rough anyway uh i am um, <clears throat> so Baz and i are sitting there up front here my friend sarah was gonna come later but i never got a hold of her apparently she saw us from the back but i never saw her so we're up front there music starts uh really good sound in the tla i gotta say like really good mix However, if I have to critique something, once the main show started, it was a bit too loud. Like, we started measuring the decibel levels with our phones, and that's not the most accurate thing in the world, but they were like 130 from where we were. Like, I don't, I'm pretty sure I got hearing damage even with the earplugs in the whole time. Like, that's too loud. It's unnecessarily loud. I'm sure in the back, maybe they thought it was fine, but honestly, I think that was, it was unnecessarily loud. And that was my one one critique of the sound people there is turn that sucker down like 20 decibels. Cause that was ridiculous. It was actually so bad that, um, I, I gave, I had my musician's earplugs in. I use, I use like these edemonics ones, which are some of the best ones you can buy, like over the shelf, you know, off the shelf. And you know, the, and then Basil, I gave him some foam ones that I had with me. Cause I carry these musician foam uh, ones as backups and as extras. And I gave them to him, and uh, even with them in, he, he was like in pain at certain points. Like It was too loud for him. And this is a guy who I have seen play ridiculously loud music. So it was too loud for Basil. It was too loud for human beings in general. So anyway, it, 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 it was a little rough up front. I'm sure if you were a little bit farther back, it would have been fine. But we were up front there, so we got a good angle and everything. We could see stuff, and I could try to take photos. It was cool. It was funny though. The, we ran into somebody there who Basil had, had seen the last time he was there at the TLA, which was the last, and the last time he was at the TLA was to see Jealousy Curve and uh, and and John perform, you know. And so ran, and so it's like it was it was very funny, and they didn't even know each other, like really. They've never they, they didn't know each other's names or anything. They just, like reintroduced each other. Was like, hey, I remember you from last time I was here at the TLA. Uh, and again, that just goes to show you that the, the Philly music scene, not just the musicians, but the fans as well, it's a small kind of tight-knit group. You go to enough of these shows, there's only so many venues that are, you know, and, and you, you go to these shows and, uh, or you go to the same band performances and you end up running the same people. So it happens all the time. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, uh, there's a lot of things about Philly that are like that. The developer scene is also like that, where it's small. It's big enough to exist and be functional and all, but small enough that you can get you can get to know everybody, and at least in your area of expertise. So, like, Philly coca group, we have a meetup, and we have on, like, Cybersecurity, Saturday, which I did over the weekend, you know, like, 12, 16 people show up throughout the day, maybe, 10 to 12 normally in there. You go to New York City, you like, you know, 20, 30, 40 people <laughs> show up to these things. So it's, uh, or even more. So that's nice that it's small like that. Anyway, I'm di- I digress. So we're up there. Introduction has been made. The music starts. We have a nice acoustic performance first, and the main acts. And so the the way that it worked was they were playing, I guess, Jealousy Curve songs, you know, Michael's songs, uh, and then different artists would be singing like two songs each, pretty much. And so it was like a, a parade of performers. And it was really cool. Everybody brought their A game. There, there was a lot of an interesting mix of performances of voices um you know it was a really good time. I think I got some good shots I'm still going through the photos you know uh but it it was fun it was a lot of fun and the mix was good it i, I had a good time and I hope it raised a lot of money because it was for a really good cause and we left right after John was done um because uh, well, it was getting late, and both need to get up early, and I think, frankly, couldn't take out much how loud it was anymore. Uh, but that point, it was actually getting close to, like, 11, or it was, like, 11 or something at that point, so we had to go anyway within the next, like, 20 minutes or 30 minutes or so to get our car. So, we left right after that. I don't think there was a lot left of the show. I usually don't like to leave shows early, but Basil was my ride, and so I went along. On my way out, though, I made sure to pick up one of the t-shirts. And I never wear white t-shirts, so I have no idea if I'll ever gonna actually wear this one. <laughs> but it was really cool design. So I got this, uh, it was like a white t-shirt with, their, with the, the, you know, benefit logo on there and all the names of the different musicians who were performing. So that was really cool. Didn't have, any, uh, didn't have a chance to like hang around and get assigned or anything. It's not, also not something I do anyway. But I got the t-shirt on the way out because there's no re-entry policy. He's like, can't get back in there, man also something i've not encountered places around there before maybe just given the size maybe it's just big enough that they don't want to handle that because you go to some place like like the ardmore which i go to fairly often like it's re-entry back and forth it's fine nobody cares <laughs> you know they have security and everything you, have, you get a little stamp on your wrist like it's not a big deal so i don't know i don't know what the deal is um more, I mean, there's just more chill over in Ardmore <laughs> than in South Street, but uh, it was fine. So, we, we left uh, on the way out there. We had to get some water though, because man, it, it is actually quite tiring to be standing at a concert the whole time. And I was taking photos, and I, I, as I turned, I told Basil, when we're getting our water from like this convenience store nearby, I was like, So basically, Basil, like that is what it's like. The thing, what I was doing there <clears throat> the whole time, trying to take photos the whole, the whole night. Like imagine that now you're running back and forth on the pit the whole time like that's what it's like that's what it's like when I do um a show where someone actually like hired me to do it or something. I'm just running all over the place for the whole night, trying to get coverage and trying to get uh, different angle stuff because the lighting changes throughout the night. the artists change throughout the night sometimes they get more like loosened up you know if you go to like a a big show a tr- traditional show where they have limited. Um, photography options and everything and they say, oh, you have like first two songs or whatever like that. I- I'm not interested in doing those types of shows because it's uh, highly, highly limiting and everybody gets kind of the same shots and it's boring And but that's uh, often what it's like. But when you can really take your time and get a variety of shots and try to get different angles and, and times on the sets and everything and especially when you know the band you can get really cool shots now i didn't know the bands i didn't know the music that well at all i uh couldn't move around so i just took advantage of the fact that i was in this situation and i focused on what i could do and i was trying to get mostly medium and somewhat as wide as i could given my equipment so that's what i did it was like medium and wide shots and some of them came out pretty cool and even a couple of close-ups uh, when they came real, real close to the stage, a couple of artists came right out. And I don't know if any of them came out though, because it's that's that's actually tough to do because the lighting drastically changes. And I had to ride my shutter speed there whenever once, whenever someone would do that, and I wasn't in the best position, but I tried. I'm still going through. Them. I got some good shots, but it was it was a challenging night. And, and since it's all from like the same angle, I'm probably not going to release, uh, probably not going to edit or show very many of them because they're just all very similar looking. Uh, in terms of, like, angles and stuff, so I'm going to try to find the most distinctive ones. But anyway, I was telling Basil, I was like, that's what it's like, like, it's tiring, because uh, I always think I should, I want to bring Basil along sometime to, like, an actual, like, show, um, you know, and have him be, like, a second shooter or something. I'm, like, that's what it's like, because uh, uh, we've done that before, I think. He's, he's shot some stuff before with me. But never, like, in a pit like that, and it's, well, uh, not, like, in a pit, like I have done before, but not last night. Not to Friday night. So, uh, yeah, it's tiring when you're just standing there and you're taking photos, or even you're just standing there, because it, it was a long, long, long concert. It was very long. Uh, I'm not used to them being the quite that long, nonstop music. You got your money's worth, though, for sure. So we got some water, because we were both dehydrated, <laughs> and uh, drove home. And then I got up and did Saturday over the weekend. So, And then all the other, other things I did this weekend that, it's already uh, already like twenty minutes into this, so I'm not going to talk about. It. <laughs> but it was a good time, uh, so I'm going to wrap things up. Though first time with TLA, it was fun. Um, I think photography there. If I had when I get a longer lens, I would definitely bring like a 7200 and stand farther back, and I would probably get better shots just because, uh, and it'd be more comfortable. Um, because it feel- that place fills up with people, and you can get some cool shots of the crowd, and the lighting is cool. Uh, the stage is very big, so if you can move around, you can get a lot of interesting angles with the lights and all. If I ever had pit access there, that would be the best. That would be awesome, uh, pit access there. But uh, I'd want to... Um, but that's actually it's a pretty big pit, though. So like, there's, there's just a long stage, So depending on the act you run back and forth, but I'd love to do pit there. But other than that, it's a cool place. Um, you know, probably not my favorite venue. I've, I mean, I, that's only been there one time, but from a photography perspective, I, you know, not the most fun I've ever had uh, at a, at a venue, but definitely not the most fun photo wise, but definitely like a lot of fun being there. Cause the music was great the whole time. So I had a lot of fun and it was the whole, the whole night was not really about me trying to get photos. Anyway. um, I like to. I just bring my camera now everywhere I go to these things because there's been times where I didn't, and either somebody I knew there asked me to take photos, and I didn't have the camera with me, and uh, or more off or, or more often I'm just like I'm there, and I just feel the the urge, or something really cool happens, and you know there's nobody there capturing that moment, and uh, I was like oh man I could have captured it. So it's kind of like I got that photographer music photographer bug. Um, it so I just start taking it with me and if I sometimes I don't use it. Sometimes I don't even take it in to a place. Depends on the situation. But I like to take my camera with me. And so that's why I had it. And I got at least one really cool photo of John that I already put on my Instagram. So that was cool. Of uh, uh I think it's pretty cool anyway. I have no idea how I got that photo though. That's the funny thing about these uh these these shows you have no idea like what your photos are gonna look like. Honestly, like, okay, so I intentionally am try- was trying to get certain kinds of shots, given the limitations of my situation, but you don't know. You really don't. Not till you get later and then you try to edit it and, you know, mess around with settings and everything. So, you know. Okay, so I think that's going to be it. You can get a hold of me, uh, Stolton on Twitter, s 2 n You can get all my contact info, social media links, and you can get an archive of all the past 100-plus episodes of this podcast at dailycronpodcast.com next week is WWDC and I'll talk to you about that again later but uh, prepare yourselves for a lot of nerdy podcast episodes next week for the rest of this week it's going to be the usual kind of random nonsense that you've come to expect and either love or loathe I don't know either way you're listening so that's great Okay, that's going to be it for this episode I'm going to bed See you next time. Later.